Hey there, listener. This is Janet. Hey, I know that no one likes to sit through a bunch of ads or commercials, right? We skip past them all the time. But I'm going to tell you something. This episode has a lot of awesome stuff that True Girl is doing to help equip you as a mom. And you really need to stick through and like listen to all of them because they're all fantastic. And plus, Dana and Shani and I talk about them. And you love us, right? We're super fun. So listen to all of the promo because it's really important. Okay, here you go. The all-new True Girl Crazy Hair Tour is coming. The Crazy Hair Tour is a one-night event for moms and tween daughters. You'll laugh, dance, play games, enjoy a fashion show, and hear solid biblical teaching on being totally crazy for Jesus. You and your daughter will learn how to care more about what God thinks than what the world thinks. True Girl's Crazy Hair Tour. I am, I am, I am a true girl. Welcome to the True Girl MomCast, where we'll learn a lot, laugh a lot, and have biblical conversation about raising daughters, because the struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. I'm one of your hosts, Shani McKenzie. I'll be joined in a minute by my friends Janet Milan and Dana Gresh. And today we'll contemplate the question, what if God intended motherhood to be hard for a holy purpose? If you've got a strong-willed child or a differently able child, a lack of finances or a lack of family support or whatever makes motherhood hard, this episode is for you. We'll share three ways you can flourish as a mom. Also, Dana talks about when bubble baths go bad. Janet might talk about breast exams. And I, well, I'm gonna go King James on you today. We'll dive in momentarily, but first, let me tell you about our upcoming True Girl subscription box. The True Girl MomCast was originally started to supplement our boxes that we ship every 60 days to True Girl subscribers. Hey there, and thanks if that's you. Just a reminder, subscribers, starting this month, we're going to begin focusing on you, Mom. In the months between these boxes, rather than sending extra content for you and your daughter digitally. So this month, we have a special free downloadable just for you, written by our very own Janet Milan. Hang around to hear what it is, or as always, just check your digital dashboard. Also, if you're a subscriber, we're preparing to ship the Fox Box. In a recent Pew Research study, bullying came second only to anxiety and depression as a top parental concern. What does God want us to teach our daughters through these rough experiences? The Fox Box is our answer. If you're a subscriber, it's coming your way. And if you're not a subscriber, go to mytruegirl.com and click on the True Girl box to learn how you can start getting these amazing mom-daughter connection tools delivered right to your door. Okay, now let's dive into today's podcast titled Three Ways to Flourish as a Mom. Motherhood is hard. Mm. And all the moms said, Amen. Amen. (laughs) Motherhood requires every ounce of our availability. As soon as we sit down, the baby cries, Mm. right? As soon as we go to bed, and this is the phase I'm in, the teenager pops onto the end of the bed wanting to talk. Oh, yeah. Mom, oh, yeah. Can we oh, talk? Yes. Yeah. Sure, I'm totally I awake. remember. Let's do this. And what about when they're toddlers, as soon as you go to the bathroom for a moment of peace and quiet, maybe a bubble bath, those itty bitty teeny toddler hands slip under the bathroom door just so they can get close to you. Oh, Anyone? Oh, uh, toddlers? Carice did that yesterday. Oh, so, my. Yeah, and she's 15. What? <laughs> We need to talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Well, according to research at the University of Minnesota, which looked at 12,000 parents over three years, moms tended to be called upon by their children around the clock. 
while the dads were more likely to sleep through the night and meet parenting demands during like their awake hours. Is that surprising? To I you? knew it. I, they did not need to spend money on that Stop study. It. I know, right? <laughs> I we could have told you that, University of Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I remember that too, but it was a little bit different for us at different seasons. Like yeah. when I was working at Andy's home and whatever, but you know, has motherhood been hard for you guys? How has it been hard for you? Mm. If it's been hard for you at all, maybe it's been a living dream every single day, 24 seven. Well, that statistic is my, no, no, <laughs> yeah. not my living dream, my waking nightmare <laughs> because um, my second baby didn't sleep through the night till she was two. Oh. Yeah, thank oh, you. I needed that, Shani. What? <laughs> yeah. And I you. think I'm still trying to make up for it. You look great. Sleep, <laughs> Sleep has been hard for me. Oh, yeah. My. Yeah. Well, I know um, Raya, Raya had some behavioral issues when, mm -hmm. like, up until about first grade, and <laughs> it was tough because, like, we actually had a principal at her school when she was in kindergarten. Um, she called us in the office and she was letting us know what uh, Soraya was doing. She was just acting out in class, and um, she was like, "And I told her I was just watching your parents lead worship online." And the prince, she didn't even go to our church. Oh, no. I was like, what? that is She so was cringy. like taking that out on your daughter. Well, she was no, like, it was she was like, like, your parents are worship leaders. Yeah. You should behave <laughs> but better. So, and that's the thing. And, oh. and I always felt like that was the lens, right? So oh. it was almost like it became this thing where am I, am I parenting for other people's approval, oh. you know? And I was like, this is a reflection. Yeah. They're going to think like, you know, this is going on at home or this is what she sees at home. And, mm -hmm. and like God did some things in us during that time. A lot of humility it there. Was a, there was a lot of that. <laughs> mm, I remember, yeah. so when I think about hardship and motherhood, I've had lots of hardship in motherhood, but I'm thinking specifically we adopted a child when she was nine from another country. So our mm -hmm. sweet Eve, who's the bomb.com. We love her. <laughs> but, it was hard. It's, it's, there were some really hard seasons. You know, mm -hmm. adoption in general has its own, you know, different trials that come with it. And then adopting an older child and then a child who doesn't speak your language. Like, mm, yeah. And I remember Andy and I watching that movie, The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock oh, and yes. her family owns Chick-fil-A or whatever. And we would just sit there. My husband and I were so jaded. We're like, this is not accurate. <laughs> we are not showing. We were like, we hate this movie. This Damn. isn't, you know, because it didn't show like the real hardship of like, you know, having right. a child acclimate to your family as an older, like it just showed all the. Well, I don't know if stuff. you know, there's all kinds of controversy about that movie right now because really? they didn't show right. the yeah. hard stuff and right. how it really was. Like it's a mm -hmm. thing in the news. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I remember that. I'm, I'm fine. I'm mm, fine. You're good. I'm okay now. But <laughs> Say it one more time. <laughs> I'm fine now. We believe you. We believe you. <laughs> but today we want to pose a question. Could motherhood be hard for a reason? Is there a holy purpose in it? So Dana, sounds like a good time for you to hop on in and give us a scripture snag. I would love to do that. You know, as, guys, as I was preparing for this conversation, I got online, I read article after article with headlines like, here's a few, when motherhood is harder than you thought, or being mm -hmm. a mom can be hard. Here's how to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I noticed something. The, the secular articles tended to be mostly a commiseration. Like mm. there wasn't a solution. The point of them wasn't to make us better as moms, but to complain. Yeah. In fact, um, let's go ahead and just read this one. Can you read this stuff I've highlighted here, Shani? Absolutely. Motherhood is a beautiful and rewarding experience, but it can also be more difficult than you expected. Mm -hmm. As mothers, it's important to remember to take care of yourselves and to recognize when we need additional help. It's okay to ask for help and to give yourselves a break when needed. 
With understanding, support, and a commitment to self-care, we can make motherhood a rewarding experience, even when it's harder than we expected. Nice okay. voice. You like nice voice that? on that. It was. Yeah. <laughs> you should read all of our highlighted blogs. I'll do that. Now, here's the thing. All of that stuff is good advice, really. Mm-hmm. Taking care of yourselves is important, but right. does anyone other than me think this sounds, I don't know, just like it's not enough? It's not a solution, complete solution, right? Right. It can't be because some moms have another problem where they only take care of themselves. Right. right. (laughs) And that's not thriving in motherhood either, Mm -hmm. right? I just heard someone's toes crunch. uh, (laughs) So it it has to be biblically, all solutions biblically apply to all people. That's right. right. (laughs) Like there's something for all of us. Yeah. And and this solution of self-care is completely reliant on our circumstances being ideal for self-care. It presupposes you have time for it. What if you don't? What if, I don't know, you have infant twins like my daughter-in-law, Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. That was was a rough couple of first years. What if you have a child with cancer like my friend Layla? Or Mm -hmm. what if you're a single mom and you lack the support? support you need both financially as well as just friends and family that will help with the kids this solution for self-care it's going to fall short for all of us at some point in our lives yeah and then it, it kind of makes me wonder like you said the secular articles felt like they lacked a realistic solution but mm. like what did you find with the biblically based blogs and articles well i actually i'm glad you asked i found something very different and as a mom and grandma something mm-hmm. rose up in me when i was reading those articles because i wanted to live in this better this Mm. sufficient solution. So I want to tell you about it. Yeah, I think I hear an incoming truth bomb (laughs) coming. (laughs) Here it comes. Bring it. Here we go. Let's dive into the truth of Proverbs chapter 14, which begins in verse one with a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish one tears hers down with her own hands. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right away, we know the context of this chapter is advice for women and moms and and homemakers. So we should lean in. And when I say homemakers, I don't mean you can't have a a job outside of home. I mean, you take care of making the home a home, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, I want you to notice the contrast right here at the top. Wise woman or a foolish woman? Mm. And right away, I think we're invited to ask, which one am I? Am I the wise woman who's building up her home or am I the foolish one? who sometimes tears it down. Pause. Put a hold on that question and let's read a verse right in the middle of this chapter. It directs us to one of those solutions through the hard stuff of motherhood that was seeing in all of those blogs. Shani, could you read Proverbs 14, 11? Yes. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the godly will flourish. Mm. So here again, contrast. The house, a firm dwelling place denoting wealth, or a tent, mm. a nomadic dwelling place denoting lack. And who has the house? Take note here. Who has the house? <laughs> the wicked woman. Uh, okay, the wicked yeah. woman. That does yeah. not seem fair. And who has the tent? <laughs> the godly woman. Yeah. Okay, mm. so now this isn't about you if you have a lovely home and it's expensive. I want to say that if you have a house and it's a great house, that doesn't mean you're wicked. What this verse is about is the foundation of the dwelling place. Okay, so the house, no matter how good it may look in a Pinterest picture, if it's not built on the right foundation, righteousness and godliness and goodness, well, that house is going to be prone to destruction. It's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But the mere tent, which it doesn't look like much of a home at all, right? Mm -hmm. But when it has the right foundation of godliness, that is a place of, what does this verse say? 
flourishing. Hmm. Now, God wants you to flourish. I want to land on that word a little bit. He wants you to flourish, mom, not merely survive the heart of motherhood. He wants you to flourish. And it's true. One definition of flourish is to grow and develop in a favorable environment. If you look it up, that's the definition you're going to find. It's the world's definition. Mm -hmm. And that's what leads us to write articles and blogs that point to self-care as our ultimate solution because the environment has to be favorable. Again, not Mm -hmm. saying I don't indulge in massages because girls, you know I do. You love a good massage. I do. And trail rides on my horses. (laughs) They take me away. Um, I do practice self-care. I just don't rely on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing, but it's not the ultimate thing. God's plan for flourishing is so much more magnificent. When you have a biblical understanding of flourishing, it's going to invite you to live on mission, sustain an outward focus for others, even in the harshest of circumstances. Um, Perhaps even in a nomadic tent dwelling kind of living where we have a great lack, lack of time, lack of money, lack of support, even lack of health. Even there, as Christian women, as Christian moms, we can and should flourish. Mm. But what's the key to flourishing in these verses? Mm. Godliness. Mm -hmm. When we live righteously as moms, we flourish, even if we've got nothing more than a tent. You know, one of my, one of the women that I follow and have, I just think she's a great role model is Elizabeth Elliot. And she was known to say, the secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances. The key to everything, right? Is Christ in me. Mm -hmm. Now, back to that question. What if God intended motherhood to be hard for a holy purpose? That's what you just asked a few moments ago, Mm -hmm. Janet. Right. Well, what if God in his wisdom ordained your particular kind of hard for a purpose. This strong-willed child, mm-hmm. this difficult marriage, these sleepless nights, this financial lack, this many kids in this many years, these physical limits. Maybe God ordained those because those things push against your specific weaknesses, your specific temptations, your specific sins. What if God ordained your specific kind of mom hard to expose a particular weakness? Maybe a root of anger an unwillingness to forgive, (laughs) an addiction to perfection, anyone? (laughs) A tendency toward entitlement, maybe. Mm. Or it could even be a sin that's keeping you from enjoying fellowship with him, separating you from his life-giving presence. Let me give you an example. Um, I remember a time after we adopted my daughter, Autumn, who, like Mm -hmm. Janet, was an older adopted daughter. She was 14 years old when we got her. And I was not able to fix her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want, I just had this vision that she was going to come. I was going to make everything right. I couldn't fix her sadness. Mm. I couldn't fix her brokenness. I, I, I couldn't make up for the years of hurt and rejection that were in her life. And that actually revealed my tendency for control and perfectionism. Mm. And I remember a time when Autumn was late to school. And I mean, I flipped out girls. I'm not even going to tell you what the scene looked like. It's still Mm -hmm. too shameful for me. I mean, I flipped out. It was the last straw for me. And I found myself hovering over her in fury. Mm. The sin was exposed. Mm. I saw the perfectionism. I saw the anger. I saw the control. And in a moment of hard, I was forced to face my ungodliness. Mm. Now, let me quote that verse again. The house of the wicked will be destroyed. But there's hope that the tent of the godly will flourish. 
Hmm. And what Mm -hmm. that says to me is we have a choice at those moments. The hard reveals sin for us to repent of, or we can keep on in our pride and our sin. And the last thing any of us want to do is face our sin, right? (laughs) But uh, for me, it's always been easier to disengage, to like check my phone and medicate the pain by scrolling. But I think we need to check our hearts. Hmm. I, I oftentimes would rather do another little laundry than pause to consider the (laughs) sinful roots digging in my hearts. But that digging in my heart, but that's God exposing something and inviting me for Mm self-examination. Because in his mercy and his goodness, God ordained this hard for me, that hard of adopting a a daughter with wounds. He He ordained that hard for me to expose this sin. And not just to expose the sin, but primarily to magnify his grace. God mm. never intended for sin to get the last word in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Shani, read Romans 5.20. Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Yeah. Mm. So as I saw my sin that day, and I confessed mm. of it, and I examined my heart, I was able to let God's grace come into those moments. And they looked different mm. for Autumn and I moving forward. Mom, if you want to flourish, don't look to self-care. Look to self-examination. Let the heart of motherhood reveal your sin and weakness so you can confess it and address it. And let me add this. If you still want one, go get yourself a bubble bath. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. yeah. So good, Dan. Ooh, I love that you good. shared that story about um, Autumn and that moment because I'm guessing almost every person listening is like, I have a moment like that where I'm just so embarrassed by my behavior. And I love that. Don't check your phone, check your heart. Mm. That should be like a, I don't know, something (laughs) t-shirt. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So here's the question that the teaching begs, where is God inviting you to self-examination? We're not talking about a breast exam, although that's important too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the heart (laughs) self-examination so that you can flourish as a mom. Hey, before we keep learning how to flourish, let me tell you about that freebie that Shani mentioned earlier that's available to you this month. I wrote a booklet, What to Do When Your Children Become Broken Arrows, to help you do some self-examination when you're tempted to raise your children in a way to bring glory to yourself. In it, you'll hear how God interrupted my thoughts one day and convicted me deeply about how I was treating my children to be some sort of crown for myself. And you'll read a few things about the journey God took me on to change that. The download is an excerpt from my book, Arrows Make Terrible Crowns. It's available in the digital dashboard if you're a True Girl subscriber, or I added a link in the show notes for anyone to access. You know, uh, when we were dealing with with Soraya in in those times, I know what God was (laughs) trying to draw out of me or or show me, Um, and it was my propensity to people please or to be more focused on what, you know, others thought Mm -hmm. than what God was thinking, you know? And so that I know motherhood (laughs) has definitely helped bring that out um, Mm -hmm. and bring that to the forefront so God could um, address it in me. And I'm like, Oh, okay, Lord, does this have to be, (laughs) does it have to be this intense? I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) can we, can we work through this another way? But yeah, it it was something that, really kind of had to point me back to what was in my heart. What was I more focused on? You know, something I pray a lot is, Lord, please be gracious to me as you expose my sin. Mm -hmm. Help me to see it before it gets to a place where it hurts really bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
as I identify with what you just said yeah. so yeah. much. Sometimes yeah. it's like, really, did it have to come to this right. Jesus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you think about it afterwards, you're like, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> thank I, you, Lord. I think um, one time I remember I really had to go into major self-examination mode was when my oldest daughter started getting older mm-hmm. and her she was making her own decisions and you're like, what in the world decisions? Mm-hmm. And I was I realized I was believing that her behavior was a direct, kind of like what you're saying, mm-hmm. Shani, but like her choices and even like sinful choices or just dumb choices mm-hmm. were a direct reflection of me mm-hmm. and my parenting. And I, I realized in that moment, I didn't need to own it took me time. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to own her sin because <laughs> mm-hmm. like she was making her own choices, but I could own the fact that she was still talking to me. She mm-hmm. like, I can't own the good work That's that good. I had done as a mom that she was yeah. still communicating with me in the midst of it. And the relationship was still there. Yeah. But man, that identity piece is big. It's, it's yeah. really big. I think for moms, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking is Proverbs 14, 11 applies to them too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the house of the wicked will be destroyed. Yeah. But the 10 of the godly will flourish and they, ha- they have to decide if they're going to build a house that's distracted or if they're going to build a tent yeah. That's going to flourish in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was a simple, but an area where God's asking me f- to self-examine as a mom and a grandma right now is time. Mm. Like just self-examining the fact that when I tend to unwind and unravel, mm-hmm. it's usually because I've tried to pack too much into my life yeah. and I'm not emotionally available to my children, my husband, you know, and that's one way that I can really be the foolish woman. Mm. 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 But you know, here's the thing. Our daughters are watching this, you know, it kind of comes down to that. And as we walk through the hard and learn to flourish in the biblical sense of the word, we teach them to flourish. Yeah. And because they have their own kind of hard, right? Hard classes, hard friendships, hard physical limitations, hard decisions. Um, But they too, can flourish and it's more likely if we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we promise three ways to flourish as a mom. So it's fair to say that number one is practice regular self examination, right? Yeah. Verily, verily. <laughs> verily, verily. That means it's super right, important. Yes, uh, yes. Verily, verily. I think yes, she reads did the, it. the KJV. <laughs> yes. Wow. Shani yeah. went KJV on us, but that's good. You know, so what would number two be, Shani? <laughs> number two might be after the self examination. Practice the right kind of self-care. Yeah. Not overly self-focused because society is there. <laughs> that is what um, the focus is nowadays. But recognizing we have limits as moms. That's why God told us to rest weekly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's not that we are allergic to self-care. We love it. Mm-hmm. We actually love it. Um, how about number three? I This is a little bit of a cheesy promo Uh but it's so worth it because it will help you flourish cheese is amazing who doesn't love cheese yeah i'm into calm tea cheese right now if you haven't tasted it go get yourself some Mm -hmm. um i want to invite you to join me at flourish flourish is a one-night event that i've designed for women of all ages and i'm going to be joined by my good friend and author speaker aaron davis and our favorite worship leader stephanie martinez we love her yep 
Um, we've prayerfully structured a night of worship with two full Bible teaching sessions. Mm-hmm. We, we really wanted to create an experience, uh, something that was like the fullness of a multi-day women's conference, but in an affordable three-hour, one-night experience. Mm-hmm. And it's designed to encounter Christ and discover the power through Him to flourish in every circumstance. Go to danagresh.com to learn more and get tickets. Also want to tell you that your teen daughter is invited. We want her to flourish. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're planning a special pre-event just for you and your teen daughter if you want to add that to the experience. That's for women 13 or older. Again, go to danagresh.com or check out the tour calendar at mytruegirl.com. Dana, I think Flourish is going to be an incredible event. Um, and I love it because going away like to retreats, like taking that special time away is a great way for like a jumpstart or a kickstart in an area. So if you aren't flourishing as a mom, as a woman, or you know your daughter isn't, you know, listener, then mm-hmm. to take the time. Yeah. Go do it. You know the value of it, yeah. of getting away and being intentional about your time. That's right. It'll be so valuable. So check out Flourish for sure. Yes. If this episode of the True Girl Momcast resonated with you, let me personally invite you to another special event for moms on February 13th. We created it because, well, being a mom is hard. We've established that and we want to help you flourish. True Girl is bringing you lies moms believe about motherhood. It's a workshop featuring the authors of the best-selling books, Lies Girls Believe, that was written by Dana Gresh, and the new release, Lies Boys Believe, written by Aaron Davis. This special event is hosted by yours truly, that's me. Is it possible that some of the things you've always believed about motherhood are actually not biblical at all? Lots of our ideas about momming are gathered throughout our lives from imperfect examples, culture, experiences, and media. Worse yet, some come from comparing ourselves to other moms. Before we know it, we can end up thinking our views of motherhood are in alignment with God's word when they're actually not even close. That's why Dana, Aaron, and me are teaming up to bring you this life-changing workshop. Here's what you can expect. Deep Bible teaching, hard-hitting truth, hope-filled stories, laughter, of course, and sisters who are willing to join you in the battle for the hearts and minds of your kids. Again, Lies Moms Believe About Motherhood is happening live online February 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't worry, if you can't join us live, then we're going to send you the recording the next day anyway, and you can listen to it whenever you want. You can even just listen to it like a podcast if you don't want to watch the video. So check out the link in the show notes to learn more. Join us next month on the True Girl Momcast as we introduce you to six strong women you simply must know. And hey, if you're picking up what we're throwing down here on the True Girl Momcast, would you take a minute to subscribe to the Momcast and leave us a five-star review? That helps get the word out and we'd be so grateful.